Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. It's time for the finish line with Mike Melby on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What is up? For those of you who are watching on the stream on Allo Channel 951 on Twitter, on Twitch, on Facebook, or on YouTube, it is the Serter Heyman live stream. This ain't the studio, and this ain't no normal radio station. It ain't no normal anything, man. We do things different. We go uh, a little bit out on a limb and a little bit nuts sometimes. And to me, this is a little nuts. We are broadcasting live from Eagle Raceway. It is the final night, championship night of the 11th annual Race Saber Nationals. And uh, we've got a a slew of guests lined up for you. Uh, I I know we're going to have Darren Bullock on here in a minute. He is the inaugural champion back when this race was first run in 2020. 12 i believe or 2011 2013 uh and it was in virginia at that point my name is mike melby that is rebecca pearson sitting down here is kurt bonner he is a member of the auto connection tow crew we're going to have brian dieterman jump in as well as darren bollock uh bach dude you you kick some butt so far you're getting this thing set up a little time crunch awesome job big thanks to roger hayden and racine and uh, the entire crew out here but this is going to be fun if you're headed out to eagle tonight stop in Uh, Stop down to see us. We are actually on the stage behind the T-shirt shack. We decided from a congestion standpoint and from a hopefully car noise standpoint, we're going to be a little bit better off back here than we would have been on the main concourse. But stop over, say hi. We're going to have Vershawn Jackson uh, here for a few hours. We're going to have Amon Green. Yeah, that's right. That Amon Green is going to be here uh, about 430. He's going to jump in the two-seater tonight. Uh, But to kick things off, uh, I want to start with a guy that he came to me with a crazy idea about 20 years ago. He said, hey, um, I'm thinking about getting married. That's crazy enough. We all know, those of us who have done it. Uh, and he, he said, I kind of want to I, I want to go maybe and can you help me out with that? So, so walk me through how, uh, how you did your proposal. Yeah, well, I, I'm not always the brightest bulb out there. But um, my wife, former wife, it didn't work out real well. But we met here at the track. And we were both on the tow crew. Um, so I thought, what better place to do an engagement than on the front stretch at the racetrack during the races? So uh, it was a three-day weekend, if I remember right. Outlaws for two days, and the first night was a non-wing show. It was the SCRA, Sprint yeah. Car Racing Association. Um, and, yeah. And we did it down on the front stretch at intermission. Yep. And she, it went well. she wasn't, yeah, she wasn't bright either. She said yes too. <laughs> but that's uh, having somebody that understands this lifestyle is really important, right? And that, oh, it is. You know, yeah. yeah for anybody involved, whether yeah. it's, you know, the, the racers, the crew, uh, you know, the, like what we do, the tow crew, uh, fire and safety, anybody involved. Yeah. Well, this is your life. And yeah. I had an opportunity uh, a week ago to come down and hang out with you guys. And like, I always knew what you did, but I didn't actually know what you did. And there is so much that goes into it. And the thing that I was blown away about more than anything is um, offensive line coach speak, five guys with one set of eyes. Everybody's got to know what their job is, what to do. We've got to work in something. And you're at opposite ends of the track. And regardless of where the accident is, you've all got a specific job to handle based on is it a rollover? It was, is there fire? All of it. It all comes into play. Anything that goes on. Uh, Interestingly, you make the comment about offensive line because both Brian and I were offensive linemen in high school. No kidding. I noticed that your football careers went pretty far, too. Uh, yeah, no, not very far. <laughs> um, so 
you guys have been doing this. Have you been here for the whole like 30 years now that uh, the other? Yeah, I actually, I actually started part time in 92 with one of my best friends from high school. Yep. And Jeff Fossler. And in 93, he was killed. And I, I worked full time 93. And then uh, Kevin Anderson, who he had been partners with Jeff, uh, he took it over. And this is the 30th year that his truck's been out here. First is Capital Towing, now is Auto Connection. And you guys have got two more nights tonight, and next Sunday, if I remember right. Tonight and next Sunday. And then uh, Tommy Denton has asked us to come down to Beatrice for his show okay. later in, in the month. So we're going to do that show too. But, yeah, it's like the 29th or something, yeah, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So uh, next Sunday will be our final night here at Eagle Raceway. Cool. So what keeps you here for 30 years? Stupidity. No. <laughs> uh, no. I, I love racing. I, I, my dad used to run around with Bob Parker and people that know the name, Bob's a hall of famer in Nebraska. And I grew up with his youngest son, Mike, and Mike got me in lots of trouble. You know, like most Mikes do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have, yeah. racers and everything else and yeah. your dedication right running out there when something happens to get them out well kurt I, I hope you have an uneventful night yeah. it would be nice to just sit and watch races <laughs> yep so that doesn't happen no. chances no, are why not so no. chances are but so thanks for all the, the effort that you put in here uh, sure. i want to bring uh brian jeterman in yeah. and darren bullock in we'll have you guys go on either side you guys change headsets there Maybe we can give a shout out to our sponsors while oh, we're changing absolutely. folks here. Uh, one of the sponsors is Eagle Raceway. They are celebrating six decades of speed. We are located right now 15 miles east of Lincoln. You can head out to the track every weekend for IMCA racing. It is family-friendly dirt track action. Find the full schedule of events online at EagleRaceway.com. Eagle Raceway is America's home track. Their season wraps up next Sunday night with the Stewart Alley Memorial and uh, that is Tyler Perry Productions putting that one on. Tyler is the crew chief for Trevor Grossenbacher, who won the feature last week in the sprint cars. And uh, he's got a little work to do. I think he's going to be in a B to start tonight. But uh, a huge event going on with the Malvern Banks 360 sprints and the Malvern Banks late models. So I'm going to welcome in uh, Brian Dieterman and Darren Bullock. I'm worried about I'm worried about the pronunciation. Bullock. Bullock. OK, Bullock. see, and I that's on him. I said it right earlier. <laughs> yeah. All no right, problem. Darren Bullock. Uh, so I'm going to start with Brian really quick. Um, when you guys invited me down, there were some snickers that I could just tell, especially when we first went up there. And I think part of it was having me ride with Mike Peterson because he's certifiably nuts, which is amazing. <laughs> yes, he's, he's an incredible push truck driver, but he's maybe not all right in the head. That, which makes him perfect for, for doing that. That's, that's required, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's helpful. And, and it, it was. It was so much fun. I want to thank you guys for, for allowing me to come down. But uh, you, you shot me a note earlier, and you say, I got somebody I think you need to talk to. So Absolutely. tell me why. So Darren, uh, he's 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 been coming out here for all 11 um, nationals. He's from North Carolina, so he makes a long pull. And he and I was mistaken. He He won the Eastern Nationals in 2013 before coming out here so he was the reigning champ on his way out here so you had to defend so that first year how'd it go for you uh not so good we got whipped up pretty bad when we came out here <laughs> but yeah yeah because they used to have the nationals over in french's track uh, oh up until 2013 okay so 13 was like the switch over year yep. so you almost had two nationals champions that year okay and uh, we were the east coast guy coming over so. nice now you've been back to eagle though every year since yes sir uh so yes. it's a it's a yearly excursion 
Um, how, how much do you race back home? Is it a regional thing for you or do you just race one track? Uh, no, we, we bounce around. We run the uh, Virginia Sprint Series. Uh, if we get a chance, we'll go to PA, run some shows. Uh, we used to go to Carolina some. Uh, I'm from Carolina, but it's the northern side of Carolina, so Virginia's closer. Uh, we used to go up and down the East Coast. We used to go to New York when they were race saver, and they uh, they kind of broke away and did their own deal. But uh, this is probably obviously our father's trip. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now I'm from Virginia, so can you give a shout out to the Virginia tracks? Oh yeah, definitely. I, right. Well, we we uh, Natural Bridge Speedway. We run yeah. uh, used to run uh, East Bay or East Side. They, they broke away from us, but now we're getting into Maryland, nice. Hagerstown. Hagerstown, yeah. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, we get we get around a little All bit. All our old stomping grounds, yeah. That's yeah. Great. Now, do you ever pull up to Central PA and race Port Royal or Oh yeah, Girl? we have. Okay. We have. Lincoln's probably my favorite in PA, just because. I, I was going to ask what your favorite Central PA track was. So. Uh, I'd say Lincoln because it's okay. a little racier. Port is is tough. You you definitely got to be up on the wheel and up on the fence. It's it's a different deal. Uh, Williams Grove is always fun but we're just we're not too fast there so <laughs> williams grove is not i mean with my tens of thousands of hours of experience racing williams groves uh virtually with world of outlaw games and stuff right. that is a tough track to drive i can't even imagine how difficult it is especially without the power uh that like right. a 360 or a 410 has yeah no i i agree it's i couldn't imagine running a 410 there because <laughs> it's about all i got to do a 305 but entering turn three is is unique i think anywhere in the country First time you went under the bridge, did you kind of just a little? No, actually, it's it's. Uh, I think it's before the bridge, or right, yeah, right before the bridge. There's actually a hump in the speedway, so it actually lifts you a hair before you go under it. Not yeah, for the yeah. faint of heart, then. Because <laughs> it's where all, where all the cars cross over, so yep. it's a little little built up. So when you're your hard left rear coming down, it's a little woogle, you know, right before you go under it. So. You ever been to the stratosphere on the thing that tilts over and goes over the edge on the roller no, coaster thing? No, they actually have a bump built in right when you go over. So. <laughs> Just wait, just, just, yeah, just it's, to add it's, to uh, yeah, just to kind of upset you. Yeah. So, um, like I said, we're going to try to roll through as many people as we can. Um, mm -hmm. Where are you starting at tonight? I think we're going to be, should be in the back of the D. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's your goal when you come here every year? I mean, I obviously just, win the thing, but oh, yeah. with, with the long trip, I mean, bottom line, if you roll the car back on the trailer some nights, it's a win. Yeah, there's but, no doubt. Just I just want to be competitive. That's yep. for sure. Uh, our days are getting limited, so I don't know how many more years we can keep going, but be able to come out here and run some of these hot shoes and compete. That's that's what we want. Cool. <laughs> what do you like about this track? Uh, the aggressiveness. Okay. You, you got to go after it. Mm -hmm. This track is uh, it's pretty brutal. Uh, it normally takes me a day and a half to, I get, to run the top side like these guys do. We, right. we don't have tops like this back home. So, uh, But, yeah, it's just you just got to be aggressive here. Good. It's nice. good. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Cool. Brian, before we let you go, I know you've been doing this a long, long time. Some people you may be – want to give a shout out to that have been helping you guys well certainly i want to um thank our mechanic slash driver ron uh ron uh, bohati he's had a tough weekend he's been staying out here trying to relax and he's so far he's rewired the uh, beacons on our on on our white truck pulled the drive shaft and replaced u joints on the uh, on the big uh big uh, red truck um so yeah he's worked his tail off this you know, <laughs> this weekend but really all season long so I want to shout out to 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 him especially, but nice. certainly like you know, like Kurt said, we've had a lot of guys on the crew, and all of them have helped out over the years, and we wouldn't have been able to do what we did without everyone awesome. that's been able to help us. Fantastic. Well, Brian Dieterman and Derek Darren Bullock, uh, thank you guys so much for joining us here on the finish line on ninety three seven The Ticket. Uh, we're going to keep it here. We got Dan Taylor, Cole Newhoffen.
both standing kind of over in the shadows. We may uh, hand the headsets off to them. Good luck to you tonight, yes, Darren. Sir. Hope you do a little alphabet soup run for us. I hope so. Thank you. All righty. Thank Best you. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank All righty. Um, we are out broadcasting live at Eagle Raceway here on 93.7 The Ticket. Uh, the finish line out from 4 to 5 tonight. Tom Stevens on his way out. He's going to be joining me from 5 to 7. And uh, then we're going to have the finish line at its normal time slot, 7 to 8, as the racing is actually going on here at Eagle Raceway. If you're on your way out tonight, uh, go ahead and find us. We're on the south side of the T-shirt stand, uh, just to the west of the giant grandstands. And We're where the on. food is. Uh, so we've got smoothies and oh, yeah. Kona ice, things you need when it's 100 degrees, which it is. So come out and find us. Yeah, and right now they've got the, uh, the car show and autograph session going on. In the courtyard, uh, that's what we're looking out. Stewie Snyder walking by. He's locked into the A. We'll hopefully talk to Stewie in the 7 o'clock hour, along with his brother-in-law, Higday, who won the 305 track championship at Knoxville this year. I see Jason Danley's car. There's Joey's. And uh, Clint Benson is there. I can't tell. Is that Bill Garrow sitting over there? At any rate. That's Jeremy Hewish. Jeremy Hewish. There you go. Uh, Shelly Bates' car is over here as well. But stop out. Uh, the car show going on now. Uh, and autograph session here behind uh, the T-shirt stand at Eagle Raceway. We're broadcasting live finish line here on 93.7 The Ticket. And to my right now is Cole Newhoffen. Cole is the crew chief for Jason Danley. Jason Joey. blocked into tonight's show. Joey, Joey Danley. No. <laughs> Sorry. I grew, Car up, right over I grew there. up with Jason. Yeah, his brother's <laughs> right next to him, and his brother won the other night. So, uh, And you also do a little wrenching for, for Carson Macedo on the side. Dan Taylor, who calls a heck of a lot of races out here. And you also call for the Malvern Banks 360s, don't you? Uh, no, I've been filling it. For, that's been Anthony Ainsley. Okay. He's been doing that. You were doing... Uh, dirt crown. What else uh, were you doing earlier? I this just kind of go around. I, last You're year I was down the, the road at uh, IED Speedway working for the Kaziskis, but yeah. when they closed down, uh, the girlfriend made me uh, promise to be home a little bit more, uh, and <laughs> yeah. she quickly yeah. regretted that. So I sort of volunteered working on other tracks. When they <laughs> I was going to say, how's that working for you? <laughs> she realized she really wants you to be away, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. it wore yeah. off quick. Yep. <laughs> so walk me through for those that don't know. I mean, they may have been out here. They've only heard you this year. Maybe they heard you a little bit at, at I-80. How'd you get into to doing announcing, broadcasting, that type of stuff? Man, that's kind of a long story. But uh, I started doing a, a racing uh, talk show on uh, AM590 in Omaha. Yep. And my co-host was a sport mod driver and said, well, if you're going to be involved in it, you should probably really get into it fully. And so he got me a job doing announcing at Crawford County Speedway. Did that for a few years. And then uh, when I kind of started to figure things out, I started uh, begging Joe Kaziski to give me a job. And uh, anybody in the area that knows that, that has ever been to I-80 and heard me announce knows that um, I got my job by basically telling him that I was going to sell enough Nebraska's best pork tenderloin sandwiches to pay my bill for the night. <laughs> uh, and I, anybody that's walked through that grandstands, I, at the end of the time, they're like, you know, I'm really sad to see the track go, but I am done hearing about Nebraska's best pork tenderloin sandwiches. <laughs> and I said, I know it's really sad, but did you get one? <laughs> I had to pay my, my check for the night. So that's how I kind of did that. And then Stan Caesar got me out here because doing something once a week, you're not going to get any good at it. Uh, yeah. racing, announcing, DJing, doing whatever you do. Uh, so it, I, I wanted to come and start doing a little bit more, started doing pit reporting. And then uh, when Stan retired, I came up and worked with uh, Tom Grosso for a year up in the announcer's booth and kind of got the feel there. And uh, we've been going with it ever since. Sounds fun. Now, Cole, I know we covered how you got into uh, racing, not necessarily uh, the traditional normal routes. I actually was talking to your sister on Friday night. And it was funny because she goes, I learned more about Cole and his racing career and how he got into all that stuff because he never talks to us about it. <laughs> she seemed a little irritated. You're going to have to like answer to, to, to the family now that yeah. or share more with them. What's going on with that? I'm, I'm just close to the vest. I don't like 
talking to people about like my feelings and stuff like that. So <laughs> I just kind of do my own thing and they'll figure it out eventually. Well, we well, added you with band camp, so oh, we might yeah. get a few feelings out of you too. Oh yeah, I, just out yeah. of curiosity. Um, <laughs> I'm going to let you, I'll, I'll give you the opportunity to throw your sister under the bus about what instruments she played in band camp, but you don't have to. Oh yeah. She played the cymbals. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Nothing Paybacks. wrong with that. No payback. I mean, there that's the, that's the fun part that scares everybody when they really nail them. So hey, you need somebody to keep the beat, right? Yeah. Um, when I was talking to you on Friday night, you guys had gotten through uh, your heat race. You went seventh to second. You knew you were going to be in the B probably on the front row. And it was interesting because you brought out, you know, every every one of these guys that we see out here right now on the car show, every trailer over there has got uh, a little black book. It ain't little and it's not very thin and it's got all kinds of notes. And you and I were talking about it. And I know Kevin Danley came over and Kevin's like, any idea yet? And you're like, nope, <laughs> I'm not sure. Just because the track's going to change in an event like this with that many races, that many laps. When can you make an educated guess at where it's going to be? Not necessarily when your race starts, but when it finishes. So you're going to be uh, have that car at its best. Yeah. So this weekend's a lot different just because it's all big tire cars on the track. And it's just, it's just, so the famous Scott Frost quote after he lost to Illinois, he's like, my playbook went out the window when they came out in a different formation. It's kind of like that. You got your whole notebook from throughout the whole year. And then you come to this race and the track's completely different. So you just kind of got to do things out of, out of your comfort zone. And that's what we've been doing. And it, worked out pretty well last night well i was gonna say you guys uh got through what you wanted to finish in last night uh we went 10th to third third i was gonna i was just looking that down in my notes so uh nice run there coming through the field now you guys are going to be locked into roughly the 12th starting spot tonight yeah, we'll I start fourth row on the outside and and that's the other interesting thing about tonight's championship race they start 27 cars three, three rows wide, wide. Yep, nine or yeah 27 cars three Ooh. wide nine rows and it's one of the most unique starts dan you ever seen it done anywhere before nope Nope. Nobody is crazy enough to ask their starting grid to go three <laughs> not sprint wide. cars for yeah, sure. Not a bit. No. So how did that get started though? So if nobody else does it. I think Roger Hayden fell down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do hear he's the idea guy. Racine told us he's the idea guy. So he's the, giving it a shot. The number yeah. of times I'm I'm told he stood up and went, Oh, that's gonna be that's a good a one. Great idea. Yeah, well, he's knocked his head on a couple of things. They didn't say no. <laughs> Knock on wood, the past few years it's gone pretty clean to yeah. the first at most the drivers that are in the a are all smart enough to know that you're not you just get through the first lap and then start racing right. so that's well, kind of how it and, goes and it's interesting i was talking we may talk to stewie and his brother-in-law here in the seven o'clock hour kate uh, came through a couple of features a little alphabet soup run on friday night and it was funny because he got uh, went through the the e got into the d and the first three laps, he was in last. He just sat back there and waited for everybody to sort themselves out. And then he went and took spots. Yeah. And that's the way you've got to race in an event like this. Yeah, it's a hard balance between wanting to be aggressive and get get ahead early because every driver here is good and all the motors are so equal that you just got to make the most of every opportunity you get. So um, it's just a balance of being safe while also being being aggressive and getting to the front. Now, Cole, you, I saw you yesterday and you said Friday Friday night wasn't as good for you guys. You had a lot of adjustments to do. Did yeah. you have to work late or how do you deal with that when your first night out isn't so great? Uh, well, we weren't bad by any means. It's just when you draw that bad, you hope you get an, an easier heat race and, right. a, and a later heat race so the track's wider so you can get to the front. So he went seventh to second, which I was really happy about, but seventh to second puts you in the B. And it's really hard to drive to the front of the A for these main events during the Nationals. So. Um, our car just wasn't that good on Friday for the A, and um, going into Saturday, the track was pretty similar to what it was Friday, but we just made a few more adjustments just to get them a little more comfortable in the car, and it worked out. 
no late nights then no not no no late nights okay. just a lot of late nights thinking and yeah. watching videos and yeah. re-watching last year's races to see how it went so i've been doing i've watched so many hours of video the last couple of days just trying to prepare dan before we let you go uh any any big things fun things going on tonight that the fans they want to know about ahead of time. Yeah, I think the uh, the driver introductions is always kind of a fun thing. They turn the lights down. There's light sticks. There's, uh, you know, we we always try to create an atmosphere uh, rather than just sitting around and doing nothing. So there's going to be a lot of fun stuff going on. We've got the Miss Eagle contest. It's going to be wrapped up tonight. We'll find out our winner. We do that, uh, and who's going to be representing Eagle Raceway next year. Um, and then of course the big race and and all the qualifiers. Yeah, it's you know we we try to create an event. Uh, I think we've done a pretty good job of it. We got a lot of work left to do because uh, to to stand up to some of the other sprint car events of the uh, around the country, but uh, we're, we're getting there and, and it's going to be a great time tonight. Absolutely. We're going to go ahead and jump into break. This is the finish line. The pre-race show from Eagle Raceway Race Saber National Championship night is tonight. They're going to run through, I believe, about six features. Is it uh, starting with the F tonight? I believe we're going to be starting with the F tonight. Yeah. So six features tonight, plus a, a full show from the stock cars. And uh, going to be a fantastic night. Rebecca Pearson here with me. I'm Mike Melby. Big thanks to Dan Taylor, Cole Newhoffen, and Kurt Bonner, Brian Dieterman, Darren Bullock, all joining us here in the first segment of the pre-race show. Uh, we'll be back with more on 93.7 The Ticket right after this. Back to the finish line with Mike Melby on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. And welcome back to the finish line here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I'm Mike Melby. We are at Eagle Raceway. We are broadcasting live. Uh, yeah, that's right. We're broadcasting live from a dirt track. It is uh, the biggest event of the year out here. It is the uh, IMCA Race Saver Nationals. It is championship night. Six features on hand for the sprint cars. It is kind of like the 305 National Championship, uh, and it is a fantastic show. The feature tonight, the A, will start three abreast, nine rows, 27 cars. It is an absolutely crazy start. Uh, and it is, it's just, it's fun. It yeah. just is flat out fun. People uh, need to come out and, and watch for the first time. If you've never been to one, this is a good one to come out and watch. It really is. Big thanks to Stern Oil, to Mobile One, uh, and to Eagle Raceway, our sponsors here on the finish line, as well as Eagle Chassis. Uh, if you are a sprint car fan, especially from the area, and you were here, I don't know, maybe Friday night, maybe Saturday night, you may have noticed uh, Mike Boston. Uh, who's a seven-time track champion, uh, cruising around the track. And he was cruising around the track in a different number for yes, the first time in a long time. Yes, he, uh, he is driving the 93.7, the ticket car, for the, the last few shows this year and all of next year. All of next He's year. got Stern on board with him. He's got Mobile One on board with him as well. Uh, so, Mike, uh, he, he made an announcement a while back when we had him on. So I think uh, Beamer might have made a mistake. Back when, uh, I don't know what that was. But, I don't either. Okay. Uh, we had him on back when we made the announcement that uh, he had purchased uh, Eagle Chassis from Speedway Motors after they had uh, closed it down in March. And he said, I think next year it's going to be my 50th year racing, and I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang it up. I'm going right. to be done with sprint cars. And I, I know Amber, his girlfriend, was like, yeah, no. No, I think you're going to keep racing. So no, uh, She doesn't want him at home. It's like corporate guys, when corporate guys or gals when they retire, you know, and the wife is used to having their life to themselves, and then they go home and they're like, no, you need to go get another exactly, job. So exactly, exactly. might be the same thing for Mike. Oh, so, we have a Miss Eagle contestant. Yes, we, we, she is you Miss Eagle. You are the current Miss Eagle. Oh, Miss Eagle, come around here and tell us who you are. All right. Is. And it figures we have guests like we, we said. We're going to have a revolving <laughs> door. Right. Jason, Joey, can you guys hang for just a couple on, minutes? Sit. We're going to talk to last year's reigning Miss Eagle. We'll get her uh, over here, have a uh, headset put on. Headset on, and we'll just uh, have a quick interview with you. And tell us what your name is. Okay. Hang on. we got to get you on the speaker here. There Madeline we go. Albertson. 
working on getting her on. So how did you get involved in doing uh, the Miss Eagle contest? Um, actually, I've been out here for a super long time. I came during high school and stuff, and my husband's best friend races a stock car, and I take pictures and hang out. And it's always been uh, one of my something to do on my bucket list. And so last year I tried out and I won. And that's fantastic. I think yeah. I might have been here last year when you were crowned. I believe I remember seeing you. Yeah. So what can you tell us about the contestants this year? Um, have you met them? Yes. Okay. They've been with me since we started this year. All right. And they've all been super helpful. We all run around, have lots of fun, um, help with like the intermission challenges. Like that. Awesome. Well, maybe last question. What do you get to do as Miss Eagle? Um, I get to wear a sash. Okay. I get to wear a crown. Um, I get to run around and meet new people and yep. hang out with people and have fun. Promote the track. I do. I, when I after they crowned me, I got to go to the uh, the World of Wheels. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I got to sit at the booth and hand out flags there and meet go. people. All right. So we've got a, a bunch of great contestants. Hopefully we'll talk to them later today. Send them our way. Okay. And then they can promote getting people uh, to run for next year. Yes. That sounds excellent. Thank you for coming by, Madeline. We appreciate it. Okay. Awesome, Madeline. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Miss Eagle Raceway from 2022. We'll crown a new Miss uh, Eagle Raceway tonight. And we're going to bring in Joey Danley and Jason Danley. Um, have you guys donned the headsets? We just had Cole Newhoffen on. Cole's the, the crew chief for Joey. And yeah, that's good. Hey, uh, Cole, I, I love it. I said we had Cole Newhoffen on and Joey's like, Who's, who is that? <laughs> like, I don't know who that guy is. Um, so welcome to uh, to the finish line, guys. Thanks for coming on. And I, I know, Jason, your racing career, you've been doing this a long, long time. Uh, and, and your nephew, Joey, is doing it as well. You guys have both won track titles here. Um, how did you get involved? First of all, Jason in, in racing. So I started when I was a kid my dad, uh, got me, well, actually I started in bikes and then, uh, got a go-kart and raced those for about eight years. And when I turned 16, dad bought a, a sprint car and originally, uh, I was supposed to split driving duties with my brother, um, between Midwest and Eagle and, in 1988, Eagle or uh, Midwest didn't open back up, so um, my brother just decided to stay in go karts, and I moved on to the sprint car and been doing it ever since. Been doing it quite well too. It's been now, how how do you you've been doing it this long? I mean, it obviously you've got a passion for it, but is it almost just routine anymore? <laughs> at, at times it, it is, but you know, you got to not get into a routine because when you get into a routine, you can get into a rut and then sometimes you start to, to struggle because you're not uh, continuing to, to learn and, and advance. So now the one thing you, as long as you've been racing, we had Doug Lovegrove on the, uh, the show a few weeks back and he said he has trophies, uh, season ending trophies mm -hmm. first through 16th place at least. I would imagine yours is probably pretty close to having a, just a big run. You've probably finished in the point standings first through at least 12th uh, and, and for all, after all these years. Um, yeah, I really haven't kept track. I mean, most of the time when I've ran for points, we've been inside the top 10. Um, the only time we finished outside the top 10 is when I didn't make it here every week uh, for one reason or another, whether we were racing with the ASCS or – uh, the NCRA or, you know, there was just some years we just didn't race every week for whatever reason. Yeah. So. Well, that's got to be the nice part is if you're not racing for points, you can take a weekend off to say, you know what, uh, the lake is calling. 
Now, Jason, when you run as many years as you have, is there an accomplishment that you haven't got to yet at another track or something here or another series? Like, do you have something on your bucket list for racing? Um, well, winning tonight, I guess, would definitely be <laughs> on the top right right now. Um, but to be honest, uh, I'm kind of a realist, and, and I know anything I haven't accomplished by now, I'm probably not going to. Um, you know, I'm never going to go run with the world of outlaws. I mean, it's just it's past me, you yeah. know, and so I try to keep my goals realistic to, you know, what I can do now. And, and to be honest, there's, you know, not a lot that I, I haven't accomplished that I, I would still want to, I guess, other than, you know, went in tonight. Went in tonight. All right. Well, that's something to, to look out for. And what do you like about race Saver nationals here in April? You know, I, I've been to a lot of big races. I've been to Knoxville, the, the nationals, the 360 nationals. And, you know, this is, quickly becoming or is or has become you know one of the top events um you know it's just a different motor size but you know the the competition here is probably more equal than you know some of those other events because you know everybody is just so close here right now and, and it's more affordable than you know a seventy thousand dollar 410 motor you know um so it, it's it's a tough race and especially the the format you know it, it's a lot of luck it's not just necessarily drawing on the front row you know the other night i drew like 170 something and i was like uh you know just put it in the trailer and we'll come back tomorrow and try again and, and my brother looked at me and told me quit pouting just shut up get in sit down and drive and you know it, it worked out so well, and, and that's that's the thing. Like your your brother raced for a while as well, and now his son is Joey. You guys drew like 185 the other night. Like you had a worse pill. Yeah. <laughs> so Joey, I know obviously you're with your dad racing in the past, and the the family racing is probably pretty easy for you to say I, I'll try it. Uh, but you've had some success early on in your career. Talk to me about really where you first got behind the wheel, and then uh, just some changes you made this year. You just switched up your schedule a little bit. Yeah, I started out. Uh... Well, I came, I came to Eagle every weekend my whole, whole entire childhood. So, I, yeah, I was kind of born into the game and uh, started in sport compacts, moved to sport mods. Uh, we bought a sprint car in 2014 and started coming out here every week doing that. And uh, we had success pretty fast. I mean, when you have a, a guy in your wheelhouse that's done it forever, you, you should be good. Um, so, yeah, we had success right away. And we've just every year I feel like we've gotten a little better and a little better. Now, you guys can't do it without the help of not only family members, but sponsors as well. Um, and I know uh, Empire is one that is now help, you know, working with us at the ticket as well. Talk to me about some of your sponsors and the relationships you've built with them over the years. Yeah, uh, Empire is by far our biggest supporter. We we wouldn't be, uh, we, we, we might be racing at Eagle Weekly, but that'd be about it without him. He really has put a lot of financial gain in our team for us. So yeah, we have him. We have uh, Myers Race Engines out of Nest City, Kansas, helping us this year. That's been a, a great transition into his motor program. Uh, we really enjoy working with him. And then uh, we have automotive services, Nissan Hardwood Floors, The Wave, High Performance Lubricants, and Onyx Digital Group. Cool. Jason, how about you? Uh, I got Climatech Heating and Air. He's been with me for several years. He's not just a sponsor, but he's a great friend. And uh, Speedway Motors, Speedway Racing Engines, which is where I work, um, and Speedway Shock Service. Um, other than that, just pretty much me. 
Now, you guys are both locked in tonight, but my question is, would you rather be locked in or would you rather do a bit of a soup run, assuming you do the soup run and still get in? Would you rather have the fun and do the run or would you rather just be locked in? Uh, much rather be locked in. You know, locking in Friday is awesome. Uh, not only do you start in the first three rows, but, you know, yesterday was, was just kind of a kickback, relaxed day. Um, you know, we ran the race of champions. We, we tried some some stuff there. You know, the track was a little different than we're probably going to see tonight. It was, you know, a little slicker, a little wider. Um, you know, so it, it just it was a very easy day yesterday, relaxing and um, much rather be locked in and, and know that, you know, Tonight's going to be a lot easier, too. So, Absolutely. Um, before we let you go, uh, thoughts going into tonight with what heat index is about 103, 104 right now. Sun's beating down. You would automatically assume a dry slick, just whatever track that could take rubber. However, uh, these guys, I know what they do to make sure that that doesn't happen. Uh, what are you looking to see from the track tonight come a future time? Do you think there's going to be a couple of grooves? Yeah, I mean, traditionally, he always rips the track up pretty hard when we're doing our driver intros and stuff. So I'm assuming it'll be like always, it'll be narrow for, you know, first 10 or 15 laps. And hopefully after that, it'll widen out, give us a nice track to race on. Then it's go time. I also want to throw out one more. We've got, you've got another race. Jason, are you going to run the, the Stewart Alley Memorial next weekend? Uh, that's the plan, yeah. Okay, so that that's a pretty big race coming up here. Uh, Tyler Perry is putting it on. Uh, and I know that, you know, Local guys, y'all used to run 360s here. Now you, you came in after they had gone back to the 305 class. But, you know, that's what I grew up with here when I was announcing is the three 360s. And they always put on such a fantastic show. I think it's kind of cool that you've got both the late models and the sprints uh, for that show. What are you guys looking forward to most with that show? Uh, it's just awesome to have a well-paying 360 race in our backyard again. I wish it happened a lot more often. i got to thank Tyler Perry and all, all the sponsors he's found a lot for it. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, good luck tonight in the uh, the A feature. We're going to go ahead and step aside right now. Jason Danley, Joey Danley, uh, joining us here on the finish line on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Mike Melby. That's Rebecca Pearson. Tom Stevens is in the house. We're expecting him on green uh, sometime here within the next few minutes. We're going to try to get him on. Rashawn Jackson will be here a little bit later on. And the boss is just pulled up in front of us with the 93.7 The Ticket car. We're going to talk to Mike Boston, Nick Bryan. We'll see if Jason Edwards is going to come up and join us as well. We're going to have all kinds of people throughout the night. Tom and I are going to do Husker Rewind from 5 to 7. Awesome. Look at that car. Beautiful. <laughs> that it is. We'll, uh, we'll get the computers spun around here in a minute, and uh, we'll, we'll show you what the uh, 93.7 The Ticket car looks like. PJ, the infield announcer, is here as well. We'll see if we can talk to him. We're going to be back with more on the finish line on 93.7 The Ticket right after this. Back to the finish line with Mike Melby on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to the finish line here on 93.7 The Ticket. We are live at Eagle Raceway. It is championship night of the Race Saver Nationals, uh, one of the biggest and baddest 305 sprint car shows on the planet. And uh, it is championship night tonight. They're going to run through six features, and uh, it's going to be awesome. The stock cars are on hand. They're going to run a full show as well. PJ is joining us right now. And, PJ, you're the infield announcer here at Eagle. You have been for a little while. Talk to me. How did you get that gig? Well, uh, actually, it's my first year here. Uh, Terry, who was the one that was doing it, ran into some health problems. They needed someone to fill in, and my Saturday nights were open. So um, not only that, but when I first started at Crawford County Speedway, Dan Taylor was the announcer. 
And he actually handed me a microphone, gave me a 30 second tutorial of, Hey, go do this in the pits. It got me started there, which moved me into the booth there. So it, it's kind of like round robining. I started working with him and now I'm working with him again. It's probably similar to how Amon Green got started in football. Here's a football, go run. And uh, you, when you're when you're just simply as as athletically gifted as you are, uh, you do wonderful things. Uh, you can say that in a sort of way. First of all, I'll say how I got going here down in Lincoln as well. Coach Osborne came down to uh, my senior game uh, during my senior season, Friday night against Ralston High School. Yeah, and he was in the stands and. Ralston being more of a they more of a lower D1 at that time or D2 or um, D1 or class A. I'm sorry, class A. Yeah. D1 is Nebraska, the division. Yeah. What state I'm in, I got to get recalibrated now. But in Nebraska, we were class A. They were a lower class A, maybe class B school. Yep. And I think by halftime, I had like over 200 yards and three touchdowns already. <laughs> so that was the reason, you know, Coach Osborne saw that, you know, me running past all the Ralston players and uh was it they had the uh, baby blue and white or baby baby blue uh and red jerseys going on really yeah sharp uh, look sharp look yeah um we're, we're gonna talk to you here in a little bit i'm gonna bring uh, a couple other questions for you pj and then we're gonna bring up the driver of our 93.7 the ticket car mike boston nice. and a couple of his crew guys and then we're gonna jump into husker rewind in a bit actually before you go into the story you know he and i aren't so different it's just different body parts him, it's his feet that work really, really well. For me, I'm a fluffy guy, so my mouth is what works well. For me. I like Funny, funniest story is my best friend always told me my mouth would take me places, but he always thought it was jail. Ah, uh, true. <laughs> I say that I, to some of my esports players. Yeah, right there's now. still a few people that say that about me uh, on a regular basis. Uh, what do we got to look forward tonight? I know we talked to Dan a little bit, but uh, he said it. I mean, driver introductions are kind of where it's at. Well, I'll tell you, we had 87 race saver sprint cars check in on Friday. We're whittling it down. We got nine more to put in to start the 27 best of the best in the country. And they are going for a trip to Demon Decals Victory Lane, a beautiful trophy, and that awesome championship belt that I got to spend a little bit of time with earlier. And the title, Race Saver Nationals Champion, that can never be taken away. Obviously, our A1 Iron Stock Cars are going to be our support class tonight. Uh, We'll have a few heat races of them. And then, of course, we'll have their feature as a support class. But tonight, if you've never been here and never seen, the driver introductions. It's amazing. They've been handing out these light sticks. The lights are going to go down. The light sticks are going to come up. There's going to be spotlights. The fireworks crew has put on the, they're going to put on the biggest show they put on all year. It is going to be absolutely awesome. Awesome. Looking forward to it. We're going to do a little uh, headset juggling here. Amon, hang on. And then Jason Edwards, one of the crew guys from Mike Boston's car. I want to have Jason come over because Jason's a guy. I met him last year, RC car racing. And you and I might need to talk because I'm I'm big into to gaming, but I'm Ooh. racing gaming. Yeah. Uh, because I can't afford these things. Uh, but but <laughs> I met him yeah, RC car racing. And we did I just show up one nice. night and and uh nice. we we decided fun. to have a little bit of fun and I bought a little RC car sprint car and uh, Jason throw on the headset. We'll talk about uh, your background because we got to talking and you're like, well, I, I know a couple of people, you know, you, do you know, Nick Bryan? And I'm like, well, I know who Nick Bryan is and all that. So Jason Edwards joining us from Mike Boston's crew. Uh, walk me through your actual racing career from a few years back. I got started in 2000 and I just kind of threw myself into the side to one to race. And so I bought an IMCA modified and started in 2000 and raced up until 09. Fantastic. And then, I mean, racing's not exactly inexpensive no, and no. family obligations come up, all that type of stuff. But you always kept your foot in the door. Why? I don't know. My dad, way back before I was even born and after I was born, was in it. 
and drove stock cars with my uncle and then also Frank Sidoris, which is Nick Bryan's grandpa. They all drove stock cars together. And then, I don't know, maybe it was just in the blood and I was a car guy from the get-go. How'd you get hooked up with Mike Boston? Um, I was helping Nick Bryan for many years after I quit racing. And even I helped Nick Bryan's dad, Bernie Bryan, before I even started driving. And then when I quit in 09, um, and then Nick kind of was slowly dwindling, getting out of it. Then Nick decided, you know, he was friends with Mike and they started helping each other. And then, so I just kind of stepped in and started helping Mike too. So. Sounds fantastic. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask you going into tonight. Go, well, first of all, going into last night, you guys did not have the best Friday. <laughs> no, um, no, I was excited. I, I come out and the, the car goes out and uh, you guys made it two laps and you pull in and I'm like, ah, that ain't good. And yeah. I go over and ask Mike what happened. And he goes rear end. Yeah. And the, the interesting thing was the matter of factness of just the acceptance. You can't do anything about it. Yeah. If you want to, you, Hey, let's go yell and scream and curse and throw things. Why? <laughs> uh, you know, you, you ran down to see if they had a rear end that you could buy at the shop over there. Uh, they didn't have one, but you still, you wind up uh, saying, you know what, let's, let's not worry about borrowing somebody's let's do this the right way. Let's come back tomorrow with good attitude. Uh, get the thing put together, make sure it's going to get done right. Oh yeah, that's right. You guys ran second in the feature last night and you're <laughs> locked into the big show tonight. So, yep. um, does that come from Mike and Nick and just all of your years of experience? Um, mostly Mike and Nick do all the work in the shop. I kind of stay out of the way of what they go, what those guys do. But I do help run errands and do stuff for them guys. And then like how the racetrack, I do like the fuel and some of the other tires. Well, and I'm, I'm looking at Nick right now and I'm going to tell Nick, I need him to come up here. And then Nick, you got to, you got to bring Mike or is he signing autographs? If he's signing autographs, we'll let him sign autographs. That's more important. Uh, making sure that you're getting the fans taken care of, but let's talk to Nick Bryan real quick. Um, Cause I know Nick, when I met Jason, we were talking to him about uh, possibly you jumping back in a car for the race Saber nationals. Uh, and, and it didn't work out this year. Who knows if it will in the future, uh, but you just kind of dedicated uh, your time to, to help Mike out make the last two years. Supposedly, I know he said on the, uh, the show a couple months back, that next year is going to be his last year, his 50th year of racing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I think Amber was against that, which is funny, but um, at, how, has it been being kind of the crew chief or a big set of hands? Cause I know Mike makes a lot of the calls, but you do a ton of the work as well. As in you just, you know, being hands on. Is, yeah. is that what you're asking? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it just comes natural after being a racer for so many times, you just kind of know when to fill in and, and uh, you kind of, you know, you adapt, you find out what somebody likes, what they don't like. And then you, you know, it's all about communication really. Well, that it truly is. Um, a, a lot of the things that you guys do, um, we were talking about you guys had worked on the motor a little bit and you felt that it gave you uh, just a little bit more torque from, from the work that you did. And maybe that had something to do with a gear change or a gear selection that you guys made. Maybe that put some pressure on the rear end. All the things that go into this, how, what did you guys decipher that caused the problem on Friday? And then what did you do to make sure it didn't happen again last night? Well, we had actually serviced the rear end actually prior to Friday, you know, and uh, sometimes, you know, outside of the driver or crew chief's hands there's sometimes there's just part failures or mechanical issues and it wasn't nothing that we did you know uh, could have done to prevent it you know something just out of our control it's maybe a part malfunction or something we haven't really had a chance to uh, diagnose exactly what happened but uh 
Um, Saturday we, or yesterday we went and got another rear end and slid it in, and it didn't take much to get the car squared up and get out here. And and uh, we got a pretty good draw after wasting our bad draw on Friday night. So that was, that was the probably the key factor to to having some success last night was all about the draw. So yeah, and it shows resiliency too because when you sat there and you looked at the uh, the, the point standings for the non qualifiers after Friday night, you guys were dead last with one point. Yep. And lo and behold, you're locked into the A main after just a little bit of luck. But then bottom line, uh, yep. the car's got to go fast. Yep. Uh, yep. And you guys made it do so. Yep. So um, what are you expecting for tonight's race in the main? Oh, man, I don't know. We're going to have to watch this track and see what it's going to do. Um, you know, with it being hot and everything, I'm sure they're going to do some track prep. And that right there will probably be the, the key uh, factor since we're starting fourth row in the middle. Um, I'm sure the racetrack will probably be pretty heavy after, after the first uh, 10, 15 laps, and then after there, be, uh, everything is sorted out after that. So just try to keep our nose clean and stay out of trouble. All righty. Well, I'm going to tell you to tell Mike best of luck because I'm going to be sitting here for about the next three hours. <laughs> we're going to let you go. Amon, I'm going to talk to you for a little bit yeah. here for a minute or so about uh, racing and esports and that type of stuff. Yeah. Good luck, Nick. And then we're going to jump into right, um, Tasha. Tasha, you know what? You want? Should we do that? Should we talk to Tasha? Yes. One of the Eagle, Miss Eagle Raceway contestants. Come on up. All right. Also a racer. Oh, also All a racer. racer. Awesome. Of course. Of course. This is the finish line here on 93.7 The Ticket. If you're watching on the Sutter Heyman stream, it is on YouTube. It is on Twitch. It is on Twitter. It is on Facebook. It's also on Allo Channel 951. Big thanks to Sutter Heyman for sponsoring it, as well as Stern Oil, Mobile One, Eagle Raceway, and Eagle Chassis, which there's one of them sitting right there with 93.7 on the wing. Uh, those are our sponsors of the finish line here on the ticket. Uh, Tasha, you race a little bit as well. What do you race? Um, so I raced a sport compact, um, for about six years. And then I just started doing, um, hobby stock for two, the last two years. How has it been? Cause you're going from a front wheel drive car to a rear wheel drive and a little bit more horsepower, a lot heavier. What's the difference between the two from a driver's standpoint? What did you have to learn? Um, not to drive it, uh, like <laughs> just the way it drives onto the track. It doesn't push like my compact used to. There's a lot more built into it and there's just a lot more, I don't know, power to it, I guess, per se. Um, and it's just a whole different learning experience for me. Sounds fun. How'd you get involved with the Miss Eagle Raceway pageant? Um, so I've been out, I've been coming out here for, since I was six months old racing and i've just had this in the back of my head that i've maybe something i could do and then um all of a sudden last year i was just like yeah i think i'll do it so here i am doing this so and somebody's gonna get crowned tonight uh you nervous about it at all or are you just kind of having fun um a little bit of both i'm just uh having fun just chilling and then once it gets closer the nerves are starting to kick in <laughs> Fun, fun. All righty. Well, good luck tonight. Thanks for uh, yeah, joining luck. us here on the finish line. Thank you. Okay, Amon, I got a question yeah. for you. You are the University of Nebraska's esports head coach. Yeah, director of esports and slash head coach. Yep. Okay. Um, esports has really taken off. Yep. I do. I, I work with college bookstores yeah. uh, in my full time job. Okay. And there's a gentleman by the name of Bernardo Gallegos who is the esports director at the University of New Mexico. Yeah. And him and I have yeah, had I conversations. Met I met him down in Texas. Okay, week. and he said that he, I, I, I told him when you got hired, I said, you're going to want to look up Amon because I think you two have got some stories to share. Yeah, we uh, it, it should be good. But how, talk to me about just your love for video games and how you got into literally being a gamer. Uh, I started, this is, it started around the same time I got into traditional sports. So being a kid, 
in, and I was born here, but we moved out to Los Angeles when I was about three. And then my mom met my stepdad. They got married. And then lo behold, he's into IT. That's what his job is. He's working IT at Northrop Aviation in Los Angeles, California. And before that, so before he brought home something real big into my life, he already brought home a ColecoVision. So it started with DK, <laughs> so Donkey Kong, and then Zaxxon. And then probably, I can't, I don't know the timing, but I know not too far after I had the ColecoVision in my house and I mastered Zaxxon, I could beat, I could beat Zaxxon in 30 minutes. Go take a shower, go eat breakfast, or go eat dinner, and then come back and play it again and beat it again. Really? And, you know, I'm five years old, so it's not every, I'm just absorbing things like a sponge. And like I said, I don't know the timing of it, but it was a month, two months, a year. He brings home the first Apple II PC to fix it from his job. He fixed it. And then to how to basically give me basic IT training. He shows me how to turn it on. He shows me how to use the mouse and navigate through all the apps in the mouse or in the computer with the mouse. And it says, hey, you know, there's some two games right here. I'm going to show you how to get into the games, click into the game, start it. And then I want you to tell me how it works. Make sure the computer is working right. Computer shuts No, I go into Carmen San Diego. I play a few minutes of Carmen San Diego. Click out of that. Go into Oregon Trail. Play a little bit of Oregon Trail. Come out of that. I'm like, Dad, everything still worked. It's turned on. And so whatever you needed to do, it, it works. He's like, perfect. And so that was my indoctrination into technology, into video games, not knowing that later on that I'm going to be you know, director of uh, esports and head coach at, at my alma mater here. See, that story is amazing to me because at five or six years old, one of the best running backs to ever play college football, one of the best running backs at Nebraska, the yeah. single best running back in the history of the Green Bay Packers, was literally a QA guy for a software company at five or six years old. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> then, like, once that standpoint started, the traditional sports training – the, the, the growing up and teaching me how to be a kid, how to be yeah. a student, all that was basically built in, you know, from my mom and dad. Because the rule was from day one with playing video games was if it's the weekend, you got two hours to play and you got to go touch grass. You got to go outside and play for the rest <laughs> of the day. And then you got to come in when the street lights come on. And then after that, you could do as you please because it's a Saturday night. You don't have yeah. to, you don't have nothing on Sunday. Be, you know, do, do, you know, do that. And then do, do your chores. But then Monday through Thursday was hit the books. If you got practice, get ready for practice. And then yep. come home, eat dinner, go to bed. Yep. And that was it. Monday night football, me and my dad, me and me and my dad, stepdad would sit there and watch the game. Um, but outside of that, it was a regimen. And I think that's the, the biggest thing for uh, a lot of esports players. And then their parents too, young kids. I met with up the, with the EX, uh, XP league just a few weeks ago. Uh, up in Omaha, up in West Omaha, and explained that to him that, look, it started from day one with me at five years old. My mom said, you got two hours, like on a Friday or Saturday or even a Sunday, you got two hours to play your video games. You got to go outside. Go, so you, go. Had, you had to, like, master them so yeah. you could get as much done in two <laughs> yeah, hours I, had, I knew I had two hours in the morning. At night, I had the rest of the night till basically I passed out where I thought 12 a.m. was staying up all night. You know, I'll tell my mom, I stayed up till 12 o'clock last night playing Donkey Kong. She's like, oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking in my head, I stayed up till the sun came up. And yep. don't realize it's another eight hours till the sun starts rising. Yep. So yep. This is a five-year-old thinking he having fun. That's it. Still, the bottom line, you were having fun. You still yep. are. That's the important thing. Yep. Uh, we're going to call this a wrap on the pre-race version of the finish line. We're going to take a quick time out. I'm Mike Melby. That's Amon Green. Tom Stevens is going to join me for the next two hours. Amon, I want you to stick around if you would for a little while. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be back with Husker Rewind right here on 93.7 The Ticket.